good morning to each one. In the name of Jesus, on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning. Why don't we have a word of prayer before we get started here? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Lord, thankful for your care and love for each one of us this morning, Lord. Lord, I think of the ones that cannot be here this morning, Lord, just pray you would provide a, a blessing for each one, Father, that you would minister to the needs of each heart, Lord, pray you'd be with my mouth and help me to say that which you want me to say, Lord. Think of the ones who are sick today, Father. Pray that you would give them a speedy recovery and that your peace would rest upon each one, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I have a, a couple verses here out of uh, Isaiah chapter 9 that really stood out to me when I read them a few days ago. <clears throat> uh, verses, uh, Isaiah 9 verses uh, 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this I guess what the phrase that particularly stood out to me is the beginning of verse 7 there where uh, it says of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I just couldn't help but compare that to what we see in our land today and across the world. Um, There is not peace 
and generally increase in government is associated with unpeace, a lack of peace. But here this is this is totally opposite. This is upside down from man's kingdoms. The increase of of God's government, of Christ's government, means peace. And earthly governments come and go. They increase and they decrease. But this government says the increase of his government, of Jesus' government, Christ's government, there will be there will be no end. It will only increase. It will never decrease. And right along with that and peace. The increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. And isn't that what we all want? We all want that that peace I think what's important is that we have that that peace in our hearts it's even when there's not peace around us there can be peace in our hearts and I uh, I looked up the definition of the Hebrew word here as it's used in verses 6 and 7 of uh, the peace. The Hebrew word, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. Salam or Salom. I'll just uh, read the definition here. Salome, safe, i.e., parentheses, figuratively, unparentheses, well, happy, friendly. Also, and then abstractly is in parentheses, and then welfare, i.e., health, prosperity, peace. Do familiar, fair, favor, friend, great, health, good health, peace, perfect peace, such as be at peace, peaceable, peaceably, prosper, prosperity, prosperous, rest, safe, safety, salute, welfare, well, all is well, be well, holy, and the last word is spelled W H O L L Y. Complete, you could say. Be a synonym. Completely. Anyway, so I think it's pretty clear what we're talking about here is um, 
Yeah. So, are we keeping our our peace and? today's circumstances. <clears throat> Is the virus taking away our peace? Or what about all the, circum the things that have changed because of the virus in recent months? We don't quite have the freedom to come and go as we did or to attend events as we once did. We're not having a normal church service today because of it. Can we still have God's peace? I think we can. Or as we look at what's going on in our land and our government and the possibility of changes in the future that could restrict our freedoms does that threaten to take away our peace What, what, is, what is our faith and hope in? <clears throat> so, yeah, just some thoughts. There, I would like to turn to Luke 1, Luke chapter 1. some scriptures that go along with that uh, verses there in Isaiah 9 uh, verse 30 through 33 and the angel said unto her fear not Mary for thou hast found favor with God and behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus he shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then uh, 67 through 79 in the same chapter. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he sware to our father Abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou child shalt be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways 
to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. So there again are these two in the first verses I read at the end it says of his kingdom there shall be no end <clears throat> and here at the end of verse 79 it says he will guide our feet into the way of peace that's that's what we sure that's what we all desire Um, then uh, me Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 27. Actually, I'll read verse 1 as well. Let, chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Leave also in me. And then I'll, uh, verse, let's start at uh, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then uh, John sixteen thirty three. Maybe just a bit of a Backdrop here in John. End of John. uh, Well, yeah, I guess starting in John 13 all the way to the end of John 17 is a familiar passage where. Jesus is it's basically Jesus' last words to his disciples before he's crucified. And he's seeking to comfort and prepare them for what's going to happen for him being taken from them. <clears throat> anyway, in uh, 
chapter 16, verse 33. These things have I, I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Whatever uh, faces us here on the earth, Jesus is in control uh, of all of it. Nothing, nothing happens that he does not allow. We can take great comfort in that. If he did allow it, it's for our good. He did allow this virus, and I think we can. I think we can. Uh, allow it to be for good in our lives. Let's turn to Colossians 3. Verse 15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Are we thankful for the For what we do have this morning, for the freedoms that we do have, for the health that we do have, are we counting our blessings? And let's let the peace of God rule. It's interesting how it's worded there, let it rule. God is able to give us that peace if we commit our our way unto him. And then a couple more verses in Ephesians 2, Ephesians chapter 2, 13 to 17. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were not. The phrase that particularly stood out to me there is in verse 14. He is our peace. Christ is our peace. dwelling in our hearts is that peace dwelling in our hearts today then uh, 
Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom we glory forever and ever. So I guess that's all I had. I uh, hope that each one of us can uh, enter into his rest today, can uh, have his peace in our hearts today and this week and beyond.